Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 123 of the No Podcast. We are No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast premier video game podcast. Uh, quite a bit of news tonight. Embracer Group embraces a few more studios. Did I write that? No, it just comes to me sometimes. <laughs> well done, well done. Capcom lifetime sales update on some popular franchises. EA consolidates services. Amazon UK lists Need for Speed, Hot Pursuit, and Skyward Sword remasters slash remakes. Ghost of Tsushima Legends has been announced. There was a Nintendo Indie World Showcase. Epic faces off against Google and Apple. There is a big Xbox Game Pass update coming up. Uh, Euden Chronicle, did I pronounce that correctly? Sounds a- right. Euden yeah. Chronicle passes $3 million in funding on Kickstarter. Retailer Max List Prince of Persia remake on site, their website. Bastards. And apparently Cesar is adding a, a Metroid sticker. Prime story. As he puts a sticker on his figure, I am Richard Bergman, joined tonight by, <laughs> that's him, Cesar Concepcion II. I'm playing with stick figures. CMC2. Yeah. With stick figures. This is better than tilt controls. And uh, B. McKee, Brant McKee. Welcome, sir. What's up? Welcome. Yep. Uh, We're all here together, finally. This is wonderful. It's Ooh, great. I wanted. Wednesday night recording. I put in like 11 hours of work today. Huh? I said after all those little hiccups, we're finally here. Oh, God. Tech uh, massacre. After I broke our OBS build or scene or whatever this is for when Brant and I streamed Donkey Kong Country. So it just I had to rebuild everything. I right off the rip. literally thought you were going to say database access and I was going to log off this call and never come back again. <laughs> uh, I already feel that way. I've been staring at a screen for 11 hours. What's two more hours? So I get one Let's more email do about somebody can't access a database using access. I'm going to screen. Let's just do it. That's all we got. We live it, sir. Mm. Might as well do it after hours. I was going to log off and be like, well, that was fun while it lasted. <laughs> I, enjoyed, I enjoyed streaming and not actually recording because it's only been two minutes. All right, the Embracer Group. This is the previous, uh, or this is the parent company for THQ Nordic. Uh, they have acquired, according to, I think all of our news is Gamatsu. Majority. Uh, yeah, the, there's two at the very end. I, I saw the, the Nintendo story is from Nintendo's press. Yeah. But the Embracer Group uh, acquires 4A Games, DECA Games, New World Interactive, Palindrome Interactive, Pow Wow Entertainment, Rare Earth Games, Sola Media, and Vermilla Studios. I think the big get out of all that apparently is uh, 4A Games, who's mm-hmm. the uh, the creator of the Metro franchise. I'm trying to see what this other New World Interactive does Insurgency. I think that's a pretty big PC uh, franchise. It is. Do y'all recognize any of these other ones? Uh, no, I think the biggest news is how they kind of reconfigure some of those studios report to each other. I think that was the other thing on there. I can't. Yeah. I'm not looking at it completely. Hold on, I'm putting on this Metroid led producer real quick. Lead All right, got, got the lead producer for Metroid. Um, let me look at it, and I can tell you. Is there a lot of lead in the Metroid lore? Is that how you kill a Metroid? <laughs> Shoot them yep. with lead missiles? Lead producer. It doesn't sound safe, but it's necessary. Um, yeah, because I think if you look at yeah, what uh, the 4A games, uh, the developer and his team, over 150 across, blah, blah, blah. They joined the Bracer group, but they're going to report to Saber Interactive. Um, I think also that New World and Interactive, the one you said, the Insurgency, will also go to the Saber Interactive. So they're going to report so to that. They're taking their two biggest sellers, I guess, and putting them under their one of their larger umbrellas. Yeah, because then we all talked about this before. Saber's been responsible for doing some of those Switch ports, so and they've mm-hmm. been around forever. 
Yeah, they used to be the Mac gurus. They would do all the Mac ports of everything. Uh, Brant, you want to take this one? Capcom sales update on some key franchises. You don't have to do all these. You can hit the highlights. No, no. I, yeah, I can. We'll go through this. So this is also um, <laughs> Street Fighter 2's on there. Sour <laughs> uh, Romano. Um, so we got uh, Capcom updates, the Platinum title, uh, games that have sold over 1 million units. Uh, and that's the total number of sales as of June 30th. 2020 uh so let's see we'll just kind of go through here we have uh monster hunter world um has sold 16.1 million units um resident evil 7 biohazard uh sold 7.9 million this is called um, 8 million by now it's pretty million. much yeah it's probably Easily. 8 million by now and that Monster um, Hunter World, I thought that was like crazy high, and I assumed it included Iceborne, but Iceborne is actually on this list. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Um, Resident Evil 2 um, is 7.2 million units. Devil May Cry 5, uh, 3.7 million units. Uh, Street Fighter 5 is 4.7 million. Um, Monster Hunter World Iceborne, like you had just said. Uh, sold 5.8 million units. It's Resident crazy. Evil 3, um, which hasn't been out too, too long. Um, is but that it's like already a February game? February, March? April? April game? Yeah, April. I don't know, man. These last six months <laughs> yeah. kind of just... 2020. Kind of all blurring. I just yeah. know it. I know it came out this year, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Brand, I, I just want you to know every time you say Monster Hunter World, I always wanted you to say Monster Hunter World Tour. I don't know why. <laughs> what is it like a new Rampage oh. game? Oh god, I love me some Rampage. Yeah. I, know. I know you love Rampage. <laughs> Probably why I popped in my head like, damn, I can go for some Rampage. I wish uh, Microsoft would have bought Midway and we could add another Rampage. <laughs> but Resident Evil Three sold uh, 2.7 million units. Uh, Resident Evil Four uh, sold. 1.2 million. That is uh, specifically Resident Evil 4 on the PS3 and the Xbox 360. Yes. Y'all see that? Mm -hmm. Yes, because I, if you actually look down in this article, it, it says um, it, it listed again for the GameCube. Nice. Um, um, DMC Double May Cry Definitive Edition. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, 1.1 1. No. 1 million. Definitive. Uh, definitive. Uh, Dead Rising. Um, and this is the PS4, Xbox One, uh, 1.1 million units. Strider uh, has sold 1 million. And Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom 3 is uh, exactly 1 million units as well. That's surprising. That one is surprising. That one is so low. Yeah. No, no wonder this one for the fences with that newer one. Yeah, a lot of people just love the second one. Yeah. So. That's the main nostalgia. Some but pretty yeah. cool stuff in here. Those Resident yeah, I mean, Evil remasters or remakes are like taking off big time. Oh yeah. And I mean, there's other fun stuff on this list. If if other listeners want to check it out too, I mean, there's they they list Street Fighter Two for the NES and have it at uh, six point three million. And I mean, they they go through. Yep, they got um, the Turbo Edition on here. Yep. 
And they poured salt on the salt on the wounds and put Donna Crisis on here. <laughs> <laughs> 2.4 million copies. These should all be these should all be platinum hits. Gosh, I'm trying to I'm trying oh, to man. find my uh, Studio Gilby Ocean Waves got shipped. Did you ever uh, read that tweet that somebody put on there when it was on sale? It's like, am I going to cry on this one? It's like, nope, your tears will be saved for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I just got the Marnie was here or something like that when it was on sale. Yeah. So we're going we're gonna to check that one out. My kids are still been going on their Ghibli kick. They watched Ponyo this past week before school started. Your tears will be saved. Next up in news, EA Access and Origin Access Basic to become EA Play, not to be confused with their E3 event thing, uh, which is now called EA Play Live. Oh, God. (laughs) This is fucking confusing. We talked about it. Let's move on. Oh, shit. That is basically the the whole story. You know it, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know. EA, EA Access and Origin Access is their, like, is their online subscription thing, you know, play Mass Effect, play Lost Planet, not Lost Planet. What am I trying to think of? Just their their back catalog for games, their Netflix yeah. of sorts. But uh, they're I combining mean, yeah, what, both of those tiers, I guess. What do they got? I mean, it's like what net, net Need for Speed and almost Net for Speed, Need for Speed and uh, Burnout here and there, um, yeah. their occasional Battlefield and. I paid for the first year that it was available on Xbox One. I was like, man, this is awesome. You you know, I'm going to have Battlefield. It was the old FIFA in there at the time, that kind of stuff. And I just never played those games. By the time the year rolled back around, I was like, eh, I, don't, I, I don't need this. So let's talk about the real news that just came out, which is uh, that NHL 94 replay got raised. <laughs> I almost God damn. I was like, I played so much NHL 94 on the Sega Genesis way back That's in the day. One. I saw that. That just brought me back. I was like, holy shit. NHL 94 Genesis. Hey, this uh, is happening Friend of the show, Charles, is a huge <laughs> NHL 94 fan. He's got some legendary stories about NHL 94. I don't know it's why that pop- I saw shots. that. I was like, hell yeah, I saw that. I was like, yeah, give me some NHL 94. Good, Finally, yay, good on y'all. Brent, uh, next time you see him, ask him about his NHL 94 epic comeback. Oh, gosh. I'm against, have to uh, now. against someone known as JP. So just just ask him about NHL versus JP. It's like, uh, it's like we have two years. Like when I played Madden 92 in the Genesis, it's like uh, there was a flaw in that game. No matter what, I always do Hail Mary, and you would get it every time. It's a touchdown every time. It's like really? the AI could not figure it out. It's popping in the Genesis. I've done these. That's how I used to win every game. Like Is that Hail why Mary. you still try to do it on Blitz <laughs> and everything? That's, that's why I'm still in, enthralled with the fucking Hail Marys. I was like, no, we got this, man. Just run down the field. Fucking Hail Mary every time, man. That's my go-to play. Classic. Throw it deep. That might be the only football we get this fall. We'll have to wait and see. Or deep into the right. <laughs> deep into the right. <laughs> uh, okay, then there's that. Um, Amazon UK has listed a couple games, potentially for, um, I guess, remake remaster status. The first one was Need for Speed Hot Pursuit remastered for Xbox One and Switch specifically. It's kind of weird. Uh, my think... hope is that it would be the PS1 Hot Pursuit, but I don't think that is going to mm-hmm. be. I think, not uh, be this. No. I think, what was it, Jeff Grubb is the one who threw it out there that that was getting remastered before they even got listed. Yeah, Jeff Grubb's kind of become the de, de facto insider on leaks. On um, EA leaks. And EA specifically. Read between the days for Sony show leaks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the listing included a November 13th release date, and PlayStation 4 and PC versions are not listed, but a remaster is likely for those. 
as well, Sal Romano remarks. Uh, the bigger news out of that, I would say bigger than Need for Speed, is they also listed The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword for Switch. Uh, it's coming up on its 10-year anniversary next year. Yeah, next year's so. 35th anniversary of Zelda, so. Yeah. So next year should be Year of Zelda since this is Year of Mario. You should have got Year know. Mario in September after all that fucking Mario stuff's come out in September and August. I know. Did y'all see the controllers? Right right now. Yeah. There's yeah. like five controllers specifically launching next month. I'm surprised they didn't uh, push it back. Uh, obviously they're not going to make their their game release but they can just that's one of the ones they can just drop you know they don't need a build up for mario and the switch is already selling gangbusters still damn it was mpd this week i think too but i didn't put it in news we don't need it we do this every week (laughs) no we do mpd every week basically we just really went over the switch switch one last yeah ghost of uh, tsushima probably sold most and uh switch is probably good. still selling i think it's like the fourth out of most or hardware like yeah it was uh ghost of tsushima and paper mario or one and two yeah. the only surprise was paper mario and i think somebody went into sad realization they'll never make an, uh, another thousand year door on twitter and, like all the ones that nobody likes are the paper marios that people buy so <laughs> they're the ones yeah. that sell. <laughs> they're not the hardcore paper marios they're the ones that sell the most somebody was like i can finally just let go of the dream of a thousand year uh, door sequel after this I, I love or- Origami King. That shit was good as hell. Right. I know you're a fan. Uh, the Amazon UK listing includes a January 1st, 2030 release date. So that'll be the... <laughs> that's that's that safely away from anniversary? <laughs> Yeah, no. Get the hell out of here. Um, they wrap up the story saying a Switch version of The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword has not been announced by Nintendo. Uh, let's make that a discussion point briefly. Is that something we want? Do we want a Skyward Sword on Switch? Uh, I want Mass Effect on in September, <laughs> like was originally leaked out. That's all I care about right now. That's still pretty heavily rumored, though, right? Yeah, I the Zelda thing. Let's let's let me make it to 2021, and then I'll be happy about Zelda. <laughs> let me make it outside the year. Give them right? their year that we can celebrate the greatness that is Zelda. I just want to live past this year. Let's go. I'm not looking forward to anything at this point. My only experience with Skyward Sword is playing it with you, Cesar, like that introductory four or five hours, however long it was. And I fell asleep for three of those hours. You did. Yeah. You did. Yeah. Snooze fest. <laughs> it was good. We just never went back to it. Brand, have you played Skyward Sword at all? Uh, not a lot. I know um, uh, my predecessor and, and friend of the show, uh, Michael, uh, he said that that was his favorite Zelda game, if I recall. Yeah, he's a big fan. Um, this, this though, would be... Uh, Skyward Sword was very, very heavy on the motion controls. Mm-hmm. Uh, way more so than, than Twilight Princess. It required so, the motion plus. Yeah. I, would ra- I would rather play Resident Evil 7 with one-on-one motion versus playing that with oh, motion controls. Golly. <laughs> so it's going to be interesting if this is true... Um, they're gonna have to do a lot of work. I mean, is it is it gonna use some of the motion right. with with the Joy Cons, or are they just gonna completely rework the game, um, to to just be, you know, the 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 regular style with you know your joystick and and all that? But it, yeah, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see. I uh, I don't think it would be a bad thing to have this game re released because I I do think they're were probably some people that were either off put by the controls or just never played it and this would give give people a reason to play it either again or for the first time yeah 
No, you bring up a good point because that that Skyward Sword came right at the end of the Wii's life cycle, so a lot of people have already mm-hmm. moved on. I know That's I'm moving on for the Wii by then. That's what so. I was about to say. What what came out after Skyward Sword on Wii that was a that was a must have? All the good shit, like those that fucking RPGs we got from uh, the last story, like the eight versions of Final Fantasy that we got right. the last story and Pandora's Tower and. But those were I all mean, so you know they were so far out and it was just a dearth of software. And because remember, yeah, by then it was shovelware city on the Wii. That's yeah. all they were. Everybody was caring about. Because remember, those games were coming out and all until they fucking had a uh, like a petition to get those games to get out of here. It was Operation Rainfall. I signed that yeah. shit. <laughs> I, did I bought too. all three of those games. I supported it. Yeah, I remember having the my copy of Xenoblade uh, Chronicles pre-ordered when it was called Monado on on Amazon, and then they fucking canceled it when they were like, <laughs> "Yeah, this shit's not coming out in America." I'm like, God. <laughs> they, "The game was called Monado." <laughs> I may still have the email where my, my Monado copy got canceled. <laughs> That'd be uh, suitable, suitable for framing. Uh, next up, a kind of a surprise announcement here via the PlayStation blog. Uh, publisher Sony Interactive Entertainment and developer Sucker Punch have announced Ghost of Tsushima Legends, a new online co-op multiplayer mode coming to Ghost of Tsushima as a free update this fall. So did anyone see... It seems like a kind of a hero thing. Oh, hell yeah. Oh my god, I... I you have Dude, characters with abilities. I still have the fucking email. You have the Monado cancellation? It says, Monado, it says uh, we're still trying to obtain the following items you ordered on June 25th, 2011. Monado, beginning of the world. We'll make every effort to get the delayed item to you as soon as possible. That's what originally <laughs> was called, Monado, beginning of the world. Please answer that email right now in the year of our Lord, 2020. <laughs> it's a, it, I got the, the email November 22nd, 2011. I don't delete shit. I pre-ordered it October 23rd, 2011. And then my order was canceled uh, December 9th, 2011, all within the same uh, span of uh, three months. They canceled, it. <laughs> they canceled your Monado. All right, I'm sorry, Richard. Continue on your, uh, your quest. <laughs> you know, who, who wants to tell us about that Ghost of Tsushima multiplayer mode that was announced? Actually, uh, that, it it looks awesome. Handle that one. Yeah, I actually did not look at that one. I saw it was announced, but I don't know what, what it entails to other than the multiplayer. Yeah, it's... So it's it is multiplayer, um, kind of like what you said, Richard. Um, you can join with uh, up to four players, um, but there are um, different like classes, I guess, or different characters that you mm-hmm. you select from. Um, either the the samurai, the hunter, the ronin, or the assassin. Um, they haven't really gone into what the differences uh, of the characters are. Um, they said this is completely different and completely separate from the main story. Um, so this is something that even if you just grab the game, you can jump into with with a small group of friends and just have a good time. Um, they're they're do um, like story and survival missions, and I'm you know obviously it's cooperative. You're you're um, trying to use each individual player's skill um, together and play off of each other to to meet the mission requirements or do whatever you have to do. But right. to me, just even the tiny little trailer that they put out looks looks very, very good, looks very enticing. Looks like a money thing, you know, cosmetics and stuff like that that you can purchase to upgrade your character and something else to add on to the game. It's pretty cool, and it was not expected. Like, I didn't, I don't think I saw oh, yeah. this leak anywhere or no rumors of it or anything. Yeah, it just kind of came out of nowhere. And like you're saying, it's going to be free, but yeah, they're they're probably gonna have skins or yeah hats or something. 
so they can monetize in there. Co-op story missions that escalate in difficulty. Kind of like a horde mode type thing. You going to war. That is Ghost of Tsushima (laughs) Legends Online co-op multiplayer mode coming this fall. Free update to us. The best kind of update. Tsushima, always the best updates. All right, there was a Nintendo Indie World Showcase. Yes, there was. They announced a shit ton of games, and they put the world in World Showcase. That shit was good as hell, man, because it's like a a a lot of stuff was uh, released that day, too. I was like, oh, oh. Oh, yeah. Those are my favorites. Raji, an ancient epic. I was like, oh, this game looks great. Available today. I was like, okay. And great. it's on sale. And a bunch, on of sale. These, a bunch of these games, a handful of these newly released games, along with um, some other titles, like I saw uh, Streets of Rage 4, um, and a couple a couple other things. They're, they're actually on sale. They did a, a sale in tandem with these releases, which is actually... Uh, Pretty neat. I know a short hike. That's a good use of the word tandem. I'm proud of you, man. (laughs) (laughs) I know a short hike was on sale. Takeshi and Hiroshi was on sale immediately. Yeah. Um, That's the only one out of everything I I purchased. I was like, damn, that fucking claymation uh, style. I was like, I don't don't play shit on Apple Arcade anyway. So I was like, yeah, let me buy it. (laughs) And somebody, uh, I think it was Kat Bailey, said the best thing about Apple Arcade is that... uh, the good games rise to the surface and then we start getting them on other platforms. <laughs> what it's made for, yeah. <laughs> it's just a showcase. Uh, but they let off with Hades from Supergiant Games. Uh, the oh, makers of Bastion super, and Transistor. Super stoked on that one. It's going to give you uh, cross saves with PC. Uh, Raji, an ancient epic. This is the one that impressed me and they, mm-hmm. they spent a good bit of time focusing on the, the Indian uh, background of it and the inspiration... The uh, Hindu and Balinese mythology looked like a mix of like Prince of Persia and God of War. Like yeah. Between the, between the aesthetics and music and the God of War gameplay looked pretty cool. Um, that's a time console exclusive. Spirit Fair from Thunder Lotus. We've seen that before. I think that's actually out on Game Pass. Um, Untitled Goose Game is getting a physical release. Ooh. It looks like a like a widespread physical release, not just limited run. And it's getting a two-player mode. Yeah, it was, I, will uh, play it. I will play it. It was announced on the IM8 bit maybe about a couple weeks back, and then um, then it started popping up everywhere. Like it was coming to play uh, Best Buy, it was coming to uh, Amazon. It was real cool because they did it at the very end of the show, and the geese like took over the show and were honking over everything, and that was pretty neat. A short hike we mentioned, Torchlight Three looks like Diablo to me. Mm-hmm. All the torchlights are Diablo clones. Takeshi and Hiroshi, which Cesar mentions, uh, the world of stop-motion animation and RPGs combined in Takeshi and Hiroshi. As 14-year-old aspiring game developer Takeshi, the player's goal is to entertain their little brother Hiroshi with the latest chapter of their game. Takeshi needs to improvise. While it's his goal to let Hiroshi meet big challenges, he also wants to prevent him from losing. And that was another one of the out today. That's how I, that's how I live my life. Try to lose stuff and without losing. <laughs> Card Shark was real stylistic. That uh, that looks shit. good as hell. Oh my god, that whole with the slamming on the table and somebody getting shot. I'm like, oh yeah, this give me that shit. Uh, as Cesar notes, but players must be cautious. If cheating is exposed, they'll be gambling with their life. Card Shark arrives on Nintendo Switch in 2021. God bless Devolver, man. They put out some good shit. Manifold Garden. That was a uh, like a Paper Mario looking thing almost. The watch art your, style. Watch your mouth, sir. <laughs> <laughs> those are those are high praises. Uh, Subnautica and, and the expansion Subnautica Below Zero. That game be 2021. 
DS game when I was looking at the screenshots. <laughs> I was like, it's a fucking DS game? And that'll be interesting Ooh. to see because every <laughs> version of Subnautica, no matter what platform it's been on, has always had some kind of weird bugs or weird glitches <laughs> going on with it. So yeah. you know when it comes to the Switch, it's going to have probably some some pretty janky problems. I'm interested, like Cesar says, because I, I run it on a... I've got a decent notebook. It's no gaming notebook. And it was, uh, even on low settings, it was weird. It wasn't it, perfect. And the fans were running hot and everything. Hey, man, that... I, I we, we make this joke all the time, Richard, and you're absolutely right. It's it's playable, and that's all that matters. Unless you're Doom Eternal, then you just never will come out for the Switch. <laughs> um, but it's... That game, I looked at it, it looked like a fucking DS game, and I was like, I'll fucking buy it just because it looks like a DS game. It's like it's blurry as shit, and the hands all blocking. I'm like, holy shit! I was like, ooh, that game looks rough. Just to see, just to see what it looks like and how it runs. Uh, you had Evergate from Stone Lantern Games and P Cube Limited, a 2D puzzle platformer set in the afterlife. That was the one that it reminded me of Ori and the Will of the Wisps almost. The, yeah, uh, the the main character looked just like kind of that worry almost in those like big eyes looked like yeah. hollow night yep i can see that too uh bear and breakfast from gummy cat studios um they also announced a the 40 percent off select indies as uh mm-hmm. brant mentioned including exit the gungeon streets of rage 4 and ori and the blind forest All and that was a stuff. hell of an indie world showing i thought it was wonderful All it was good yeah. yeah i mean i was out of all that, I mean, I'm, I'm real looking forward to him. No space outlaw, man. Fucking Geo City's 1990. I can't wait. How'd I skip that one? Uh, I don't know. I, I know it's I coming did. out what, the 27th, and it's coming out on PS4, Xbox, and Switch. I think it's coming out on Game Pass. I think they confirmed that. Uh, yeah, I think I saw that too. Because I think Spiritfarer is definitely on Game Pass, and I think uh, Hymnal Space is coming to Game Pass. And there's a free demo on Switch today. Yeah, you can try it out. All right, who wants to uh, dive into this <laughs> epic? Oh, yeah, this, epic this Apple... huge story. Uh, it's, it's oh, I'm looking the at weed. the other story. There we go. Ah, boo. It's deep in the weeds. We want to talk about who's less evil and go back and forth. Uh... So the, the, the article I actually tagged was from Bloomberg. I thought it was going to be a Jason Schreier article, but he just retweeted it. It's by Takashi Mochizuki and Vlad Savov. Has Vlad Savov been at another place? It sounds familiar. It does, right? As far as games journalism. I mean, just to make, I mean, I'll, I'll go over it real quick if you don't mind, Richard. You want me to? Shoot. Yeah, basically all it is is that uh, Epic Games is, is implementing a pay structure inside their store directly to for V-Bucks. And that circumvents kind of, the built-in Apple and Google methods of paying for those, correct? Right, so they're getting rid of the 30% tax that they got on the, their microtransactions. Right. Uh, and I think it's they're, they're, what they're saying is they're doing out of the principle of the matter because it's similar to what their Epic Game Store launcher is where they try to give more money back to the developers. It's like a like a motto of their their company, basically, and that's why they're doing it. So they're, right. I guess they're, they knew there was going to be a fight for it, and they're provoking Apple and Google, and it's kind of like a... Now they're going one step ahead. So now you have it where they removed uh, uh, Fortnite, which is the one of some of the biggest games in mobile, off of the Google Play and Apple stores. Both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless you're Samsung, then you're still winning, apparently. And um, now Apple, and then they they escalated and they took uh, I think Epic took Apple to court 
trying to get them to change their practices, and now Apple escalated, and they're they're going to take any other Epic games out from the store and the use of the Unreal Engine from any of Unreal tools for developers. Yeah. So they took the next step, and so all, all they're doing is now it's just a, it's going to end up going to a court battle. I think the funniest thing is how uh, Epic took that whole Apple 1984 commercial and kind of made fun of it and poked fun at yeah. it. So it's like you know they had that already <laughs> lined up, so you know they're that playing was ready. from the start. Yeah, yeah. that was ready. It was, it was, it was, it was that immediate. It's like that that yeah. night. I think that fucking commercial was out that night. So that shit escalated. That's yeah, that. It's that polish, that Fortnite polish, man. It's a, it's a, and like, like you mentioned, Richard, it's a, it's a crazy gamble because I mean, a lot of people play Fortnite on mobile devices. Everybody has a mobile device. Not everybody can afford a PlayStation Four or an Xbox One and or uh, a decent gaming PC to play those things on there. So they, they went to their mobile devices to use it. So let's let's backpedal a little bit. The, uh, the commercial that he's he's referencing is the famous Macintosh, like 1984 anti-establishment girl comes running down you know people are like the pc people are just sitting there staring at a screen she throws a sledgehammer into it so they had fortnite characters doing all this stuff and it looked like a girl that came out from a uh, rocky film right <laughs> it kind of did <laughs> it kind of did it's like Dolph um, Lundgren's uh, partner or something like that yeah that that is who it looked like in the original <laughs> um I, I don't know why i remember that so clearly but i do i, I haven't even seen the original one in a long ass time when you described that, I immediately went to yes, that's exactly what she looked like. She mm-hmm. was just trying to break free. That whole that whole aesthetic, like uh, like that workout '80s aesthetic that everybody used to dress up in those leotards mm-hmm. and skin tight leotards and short mm-hmm. hair and I don't know, man. Sometimes I miss the '80s. Sometimes I could have been playing the NES and I could be like, well, what the fuck did I come back in time for? Fuck Legend of Zelda. Game is yeah, hard right. as shit. Legend of Zelda, <laughs> fuck, yeah, fuck we were playing in 1986. Like, goddamn, I say you. <laughs> Oh god, what's the whole episode with the Goldbergs when they tell people not to fucking mess with shit around? Like, I'm fucking <laughs> no, that say, is such a good episode. <laughs> that is such a good episode. It took him what like three or four months to beat that game. Yeah, that's what I remember. Outside, he had the, gr- he had the granddad helping him out and everything. <laughs> yeah. No, but the uh, the interesting part about the Bloomberg article and the thirty percent that Cesar mentioned that was the like luxury tax almost that Nintendo charged on NES cartridges. So that thirty percent tax of sorts has been just carried over for. 30 something yeah. years at this point, you know? And I think what, what it, it took Sony to disrupt that. I think they put the, pointed that out because Sony came yep. out and they were like, they didn't do, take that huge tax when they, and that's why everybody kind of jumped ship to Sony. And EA, EA made their own cartridges for Genesis yeah. to get around it. But uh, yeah. Uh, so it mentions uh, Namco getting together with Hudson Soft to persuade Nintendo to open its platform to outside software makers. Wow, that's a direct correlation with Apple. Because remember, Steve Jobs wanted it to be a closed, he only wanted Apple apps and things like that on there he didn't want an app store uh oh, he would he would uh he would have flipped a shit finding out that uh apple music's on fucking android that yep. never would happen yeah. if he was still around i've got apple tv on my roku device <laughs> he would have been like fuck that yeah <laughs> you know him he would he's a diehard he's like nope i'm not putting our shit on that <laughs> not from those days from like licensing mac os to these third party like compact and stuff like that you mean you uh, know steve jobs you know he would have fought tooth and nail never to get that shit on anything else he, he believed in his product man he didn't, like, nope, they he didn't yeah, want the they big screen. They wanted to buy it. Yeah. Uh, Bloomberg notes Hudson and Namco both were eager to be on Nintendo's popular console, but Hudson couldn't make its own cartridges. So Nintendo proposed Namco proposed paying Nintendo a 10% licensing fee to be available to be able to be on the console, while Hudson paid an additional 20% for Nintendo to make its game cartridges. Nintendo agreed, and that two-component fee, licensing and manufacturing, became the basis of today's 30% tax. 
and that has carried on all this time. So uh, somebody online was, I can't take this, but somebody online was calling it the, the Battle of the Thames. You've got Tim Sweeney and Tim Cook going at it. Uh, what do you think the fallout from this is going to be? Is there going to be any any changes? It's going to be Fallout 76 all over again. Yeah. Add the story in later. Then we'll add in Todd, and we got all the T's in there. I get both sides. I just don't know if that's – I guess when you're a big player like Fortnite, you, you can step up to the plate. You can make that your battle. Somebody has to take a chance. You know um, yeah. it's going to – right now it doesn't do shit, but at some point it's going to hit the bottom line for Apple more so than it would uh, Android because at least Android, somebody can – it's easy to jailbreak an Android. Yeah. Right. And get it Apple, you're kind of – yeah, it's anybody. Pository. Bob's your uncle. You can look it up and put it on Google and find out a way to get you an unwarranted version of – a Android on your device versus a jailbreak your Apple. You know, you got to get you gotta jump through hoops to jailbreak your Apple device. Yep. So at some point, Apple's going to cave. They're going to have to once uh, their bottom line starts getting affected. But it's going to take their bottom line to get affected. So, I mean, Epic stepping up to the plate. This is uh, they announced today. Apple's a two trillion dollar company. <laughs> they're going to they're going to have to bring it. Somebody's like the battle of the Goliaths. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and honestly, I mean, it's. With pulling development tools and stuff right now, right now Apple and Epic they're not hurting, but it's it's going to be the smaller developers that are that are going to feel the pain of this right now before either Apple or Epic does. Yes, not a smart thing for them to take away Unreal Unreal tools. I mean, you're you're going to start kicking out a lot of developers, like Brant said, from your store. They're going to be like, well, I won't publish on Apple because. I mean, it's not like there's an alternative out, out there. There's not many alternatives. So so you cannot download Fortnite if you did not already have it before right now on Apple. Yeah, right now I think it still works if you have it previously downloaded. At some point, it's going away completely. I think they uh, after that's their next threat. Like, it's not going to be re-downloadable if you already own it in your... Like, we, uh, I, I know it's a big deal on console and PC and stuff. Is the mobile Fortnite really that big of a deal? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a lot of a lot of a lot of uh, kids in elementary school, middle school, they all have phones, and you know they that's where they play mostly their Fortnite on. A lot of us gamers and you know our teens and older are playing it on console. Yeah. I mean, the only difference you might have a good bit of a in the younger crowd playing on Switch now, but I mean everybody has a fucking phone. It's a free download, so it is. I tried it on Switch. Brent, you weren't around when we were doing our uh, chaotic. Uh, battle royale fits that we were in did you ever get bit by the Fortnite bug uh no i tried it and, and wasn't into it oh and I even was, go ahead no I, I was gonna mention i was forced into it from uh richard with Derek and them that was it that's the only <laughs> time i ever played it you gotta win though right didn't you win with us i it, it, i don't even remember because i remember waking up from my nap at 11 p.m at night and you're like let's go Fortnite. let's go i'm just uh, i just had just woken up i'm like what the fuck like we're all jumping on <laughs> I think I played got, to like. I've got one win in Fortnite. Yeah. It might not have been that go around. All right, let's move along. We're we're knee deep in news. Uh, Microsoft has announced. This also comes from Gamatsu. Microsoft has announced several new titles coming to Xbox Game Pass for console and PC for late August and early September, including New Lucky's Tale, Resident Evil Seven, Biohazard, and more. Uh, there's the Hypnospace Outlaw you guys were talking about. Yeah. For console, GeoCities 1995. <laughs> New Super Lucky's Tale for console and PC. Don't Starve Giant Edition for both. 
Battletoads for both, Spirit Fair for both, uh, Tell Me Why for both. I know Cesar's pumped for that one. I gotta, uh, I gotta do this for Brant since we can't do Days Gone. I'll do my version of uh, Days Gone. <laughs> new Super Lucky <laughs> Stick. Uh, Resident Evil Seven for console and PC. That's interesting. Wasteland Three for console and PC. Double Kick Heroes. Microsoft Flight Simulator, which is already out and getting rave reviews. Days Gone. Days Gone background. Yeah. Crossing Souls, Darksiders Genesis, and Crusader Kings the Third. That is a lot of games coming to that subscription program. Yes, All right. Battletoads is three players. Are we going to stream Battletoads? I'm always down for Battletoads. I, Let's it, do it. It will what always happen, and this is from when 1989 when I had the game. I remember getting that game used for my Blockbuster. <laughs> and to this day, me and my brother cannot get past that fucking go-kart level. Didn't no even know there was a level skip. Then uh, there was a fucking level skip. I never knew. I was always me, like, all right, I'm going to do it. And we just never got past it. I thought that's when the game ended. I saw the map where it goes down further. I just like, this is it. This, this is as far as you can get in this game. It's a broken game. You I thought it was know. broken? You didn't think you I'm, beat I'm it? You still wait, it I'm still waiting for the patch to come through. Yeah, they never patched it. <laughs> Even on the rare replay, still not patched. Unpatched game. Oh. Still broken. All right, good stuff to game pass, including Battletoads. <laughs> Look forward to a stream. I think we all... Uh, Brent, you have Game Pass? Uh, I actually do not. I don't need to go game ahead pass. and I need to go ahead and do it. I might have a free month if you don't want to queue it up until we do Battletoads. At least do it for that. I've got it that somewhere. I think I've, it'd got, be fun I've got a thing somewhere over here too for okay. a free month. Cool. No, uh, I, I think I, I think that'd I, be a fun stream. Mm-hmm. It should either be A, I jump off at some point getting angry, or B, Richard jumps off at some point because we leave the option to be a uh, friendly fire, and he's like, I can No, do uh, we already talked about Double Dragon. <laughs> Me and Brian already discussed Double Dragon. We were looking at the Nintendo the Nintendo Switch Super Nintendo Online games, and then we looked at the NES ones. I was like, never play Double Dragon with Cesar. Just, if, the, if, it ever, if the situation ever comes up, just decline politely to play Double Dragon with Cesar. You just gotta, you have to do it. You just have to run the, the room yourself and, be like, and never choose option B. That's always option A. No friendly fire. To <laughs> <laughs> do A. All right. Euden uh, Chronicle. 100 Heroes Kickstarter campaign surpasses 3,109th character announced because 108 were just not enough and were too much like Sui Coden. Uh, no, I wanted, new... 108 was... They're done. I don't know what the fuck they're doing now. I would have just called it a Kickstarter after that. It's doing the most. 108, man. No, it's done. That's all I wanted. That's all I cared about. Let's, but let's he wants just... to separate his. Uh, he wants to separate his game from Sui Koden. His quote from Murayama noted: uh, "The 108th character was born through stretch goals. I'm sure some people are fond of this number, as I am. But that number was for Sui Koden. While we have respect for the number 108, we choose to leave it here and go further. For this commemorable 109th character, we'd like to create a new character with everyone through a voting system." We genuinely hope everyone will continue this journey with us together. As soon as I read voting system, I thought of, uh, what was it, Bodie McBoatface or something like that? That's going to be your 109th <laughs> character. <laughs> That's what you're going to end up with in your uh, sweet that code and spiritual that fucking, successor. Uh, British, British ship voting thing? Is that what <laughs> yes. it was? Is that what you're yes. talking about? Yeah. Um, it is I mean, the... Go ahead, go ahead. Um. Yeah, I'm super excited about this. I'm also super excited about uh, their inside knowledge on the next generation Nintendo system that this is coming on. I do know this. They are aware. They're they're not even missing words. They're like next gen Nintendo. Uh, Yamatsu notes that uh, they've become the ninth most funded video game Kickstarter campaign of all time and the most funded video game of all time from Japanese backers, which is big and unexpected. And expected, uh, I'm sorry. Very expected. I, I'm hoping Konami's like, all right, 
Sui code and everything on everything ever made. Let, let's go. Release them. Release oh. them to everybody. But we saw how they handled the Silent Hill 2 and Silent Hill 3 uh, source code, so I had no hope. So You don't think it's, it even, even exists, potentially? Oh, God. They, you, you read that whole story about that Silent Hill HD connection where mm-hmm. they had to fucking reverse engineer that shit from like a bad ISO that was incomplete. <laughs> I was like, it's, I don't even know where they found that ISO. It's, it's bad. I, I seriously doubt they have a suing code in 1 and 2. The only reason why we got the, we were the watching we got, play it yeah. was janky. It was like yeah. the only reason why we got Student Code One and Two on the PSPs because I think they just did the ISO drop from the PlayStation versions on the emulator. I think that's the only way we'll get is an emulator drop from the PSP ones for at least the first two. And I think they got emulator drops for the three, four. I think the fifth one's the only one that hadn't came out on the PlayStation Network. I know hmm. three and four have. And the fifth's supposed to be one of the better ones, right? Yeah, I think the Golden Circle is one, two, and five are the best ones out of that series. Second one being the best one, so. I didn't put it in news, but uh, I think there was an emulator found in that medieval, that uh, ocean, other ocean joint uh, for PS4 medieval. I think it had like a playable version of the PS1 one in there, emulator and everything. Mm. So that'd be cool. Speaking of what else would be cool, Cesar, you want to tell us about these uh, potential Guatemalan retail releases? (laughs) (laughs) Did I get all the news? Did we already get through it? That's that's We're almost it. done. Last story. Holy shit. Yeah, this is this is great. I'm so happy. Usually it's just like eleven o'clock. I'm like my bladder's about to burst. <laughs> um wait for it. Or brain could have taken this one. Um yeah, I'm literally trying to load the article and my Wi Fi just shit the bed because I got a mesh Wi Fi and for whatever reason this room is like it is butthole. That's why I have everything wired. Uh yeah, Guatemalan retailer Max has this offer from Dimasi from Sal, listed Prince of Persia remake for PS4 and Switch. I'm assuming it would also be on Xbox. Uh, Bloomberg Video Game Reporter Edition Schreier retweeted the leak with a comment. Video game retailers sure love leaking Ubisoft surprise announcements, suggesting that the remake is real. Schreier's accurately le- uh, leaked detailed information on the Ubisoft titles in the past. When a user tweeted, I don't believe it's true, Schreier replied, this tweet won't <laughs> age well. <laughs> I, I was hoping somebody would just do the whole uh, Anchorman's like, I don't believe you, and then do the whole cigarette thing. <laughs> <laughs> Given that this is an Ubisoft title, it's likely that, uh, that if this remake exists, it would also be available for Xbox One, PC, and possibly even PS5 and Xbox Series X. And I think they sourced it from Reset Air. So. All right, we don't know anything else about this. What are we? What is our speculation? What is the the hottest of takes of the No Podcast? Which one do we think it's gonna do? Do we think Sands it's just gonna time. be straight up? It's uh, if it's a remake, it's Sands of Time. Yeah, I'm going with it's the trilogy. I think it's all three of them. We're getting all three. I of them. think they're gonna remake the first one and milk the hell out of it since they have to pay those heavy ass licensing fees to that creator. Uh, and uh, then, I always forget that's the kicker. Jordan, it's like Jordan Mechner or something. Mercer or something like that. Yeah. Yep. I think that's what's going to really happen. I think that's the reason why it took so long. And they're going to they're going to do the whole bullshit. We're just remaking the first one. You want the rest of them prove it. Buy it. <laughs> Vote with your wallet. Yeah. Infamous Cesar words. I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But if they're doing a remake, I think it's just the first one. If they're just if they're remasters of the original ones, I think it'll be the trilogy. But since it says it remake, says, I think it'll be the It does first. say Prince of Persia remake. Could it be a remake of the 2008 Prince of Persia, the uh, cel shaded one? 
Absolutely not. We didn't even finish that story. They just cut it off and just put the other Sands title, which was a time for the movie. Yep. Did it not sell well? Like, I thought I remember it being, like, huge. It was, like, a like weird... major well-received. It was really, really good. It just didn't sell well, and it just... We never got finished the story. It was supposed to kind of did a cliffhanger towards the end, so... It was supposed to be another game. But, Grinch. you know, Jordan needs his money, man. He's got he's to gotta eat, baby. That, that movie didn't make it. The movie he wrote the script to didn't make it. Jay Gyllenhaal Jerry, didn't deliver. Jerry Bruckheimer. Jerry Bruckheimer didn't bring it home for him. <laughs> uh, and that's why Jake Gyllenhaal had to deliver as a Mysterio. He couldn't do it as a, a prince. But his Mysterio is a completely different story. That, that's that Spider-Man uh, Far From Home was a good-ass movie. He did a good job in that movie, but yeah. neither here and there. Brent, what is your experience with the Prince of Persia series? I think ours, mine and Cesar's is well-documented on this podcast. Uh, I've played uh, a handful of them. I remember uh, when I was younger, I think I had Sands of Time for... I think it was Game Boy Advanced, and I remember getting okay. really how, how, up. How old were you, Brent, when you had that? When you were younger? I don't know. I was I was in early teens, okay. I, I believe. You're scaring me, man, because I'm over here like fuck. I remember playing on the fucking Amiga, the original 2D one. Where I'm going like <laughs> the original, original OG Prince of Persia. He's over here talking about Sands of Time on Game Boy. Man's like, how fucking old am I? I'm like, Holy we had shit. it. We had it for Apple also. <laughs> <laughs> my oh my gosh! With the like, you know, I felt like yeah. Tomb Reader adopted it later, just, where you're I, just like, you're. I just remember me falling through trap doors and getting stabbed all the time. I just remember that. I was like <laughs> in the pits. I just remember that. That's all I remember. Like, oh fuck, that was a trap door. Fuck that one in Commander King and Sim Man. I always yeah. talk about my love for Sim Man. Sam man is the best. Yeah, and Brent leaped off with uh, Sands of Time for Game Boy Advance. <laughs> <laughs> Brent, I just went home for a bunch of old folks. Oh God! Well, did you see the new command? The new Commander Keen's coming out on Switch. I had to throw it out there. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. they, they didn't announce it, but there's that another shitty looking edition. mobile one. Yeah, there's another one. I'll fucking buy every Commander Keen there is. I don't give a shit. I do have one of the re- the ports or whatever on. Switch. It I'm plays, sorry, Brent. Continue. Yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt your uh, sense of time uh, remembrance of your no, Game Boy Advance days when you Commander just Keen came. Man. Yeah, you just came out of your mother's room just playing Sands of Time. I'm over <laughs> here like fucking 35 years old. Uh, <laughs> no, it's and I've I've seen people play the original Prince of Persia, and that game it looks fun, but also frustrating. But it was unlockable in one of those. On I guess it was Sands of Time. Maybe the Xbox version. I did yeah. all this research a couple months ago when I was playing it. But um, I, I just remember getting frustrated as a kid with that game because it ran out of sand and just trying to do the rewind and just keep not having enough sand and then having to restart the level over and over. Um, but I or remember the, going... Huh? That or the Prince. No, 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 no. That's not how it happened. <laughs> <laughs> on, G- on GBA? <laughs> But, but uh, going back later, I I had fun with that game. That game was was a lot of fun. It looks uh, good on GBA, Brent. Yeah, it, it didn't look bad. It was it was a pretty good game. Um, I just remember, you know, I never when I was younger, just getting frustrated and and throwing it to the side, but then coming back to it later and actually giving it the time. And it, it, having a lot of fun with it, mm-hmm. um, and then I remember playing some of some of the other Prince of Persia's later on. Um, gosh, I can't remember, can't remember which one it was. Um, on the 
I think it was the PlayStation Two, or it might have just been that the the newer one that they had put on on uh, PS3. Mm-hmm. The cell shaded one with the claw. Yeah, yeah. The Nolan North version. Um, <laughs> it sounds like Drake. I started playing that. I was like, I cannot play this fucking game. Yeah, it's. It's weird going back to that after playing all the Uncharted series. Straight up drink. But Brent, you yeah. had the definitive you had the definitive one, man. According to Wikipedia, two versions were developed for higher and lower spec mobile phones. Connecting the GameCube and Game Boy Advance versions of the game gave access to a port of the original Prince of Persia with the GameCube version, along with the ability for the Prince to automatically regenerate health. It was right there in front of you, man. You had it. You were good. You had the definitive version. Go back in time, stop yourself, tell yourself don't want to play that version. <laughs> no, 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 Brant. That's not how you remember it. No, yeah. Make sure, make sure. Don't use your time travel powers for anything else. Don't warn us about any of this shit that's happening right now. Just be like, no, you had the correct version of Prince of Persia. Don't ever lose it. This is the only amount of time I have to tell you this one thing. The Everything PS2 else turns copy, out fine. The PS2 copy sold 272,000 copies. Xbox was 172,000 copies. And the GameCube, 100,000 copies. Wow. Okay, thanks for that Santa time interlude. <laughs> oh, what do y'all think it is? Cesar, you think it's a remake of Santa time? I say a trilogy. Brant, what was your vote? They do just say Prince of Persia, Persia remake, so... It does, it does. Uh, I would hope that they base it on, like, um, one of the, like, the, the original... Something like Sands of Time, but it could just be a complete reboot of the series. All right, th- those three trilogy games play so differently. I would hope they remake them and kind of flow a little bit better. But time together a bit, yeah. Kind of like they they, did you can the, tell uh, they... Devil May Cry. Yeah, I don't know. I'm the odd one out. I love me some DMC, but a lot of people hate that one. But it is what it is. All right. That's it for news. At last, we made it. Y'all ready to go into games played or take a break? Uh, I only played like one game, maybe two. I have to I really played, think hard thing about the second one. I played two, and one of them was with Brant, so we can share yeah. that one. I played a couple. I'm, played a couple games. Pretty sure one of them is the same one that Brant was playing because I saw him playing it on this weekend as well. <laughs> So this should be a really easy one. I'm trying to. I'm, I'm guys. I can't even think of the second game I played. It's that's. I don't know if it sucked that bad or <laughs> just go with the one you did play. Or fucking quarantine is horrible. I can't. I can't tell anymore. Uh, the only quarantine one is horrible. The only thing I really played is I got like 20 hours in a Ghost of Tsushima. I finally Damn. got over my rational fear of uh, open world games because that's when I. This happens every time I have this conversation. So any open world game I throw it in for the first hour or two. And like, I can't do this. Right. I got a rational fear of open world games, but thanks to uh, some help online from a uh, online user, uh, Geralt Spad Salts, he's uh, been helping <laughs> me walk through my fear of uh, online games, uh, open world games. And boom, now I got through 20 hours. I got the first island liberated. So wow. instead of me, normally what I do is I normally just go through the story, and then I'm like, I don't feel like doing anything else because it seems like it's so overwhelming. So I just took the first island, I liberated completely, got everything done, found everything. I'm on to the second middle aisle right now. Nice. Uh, I've already progressed past the story where I uh, save redacted person's name um, <laughs> and to continue the story. 
and that's where I'm at. I literally just stopped playing to come over here and record this podcast. I might, depending if we get done with this early, play a little bit before bed. It just all depends. Okay. I might fuck around and beat the second island. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But uh, that was pretty much all I played this week. Uh, outside of anything else to add on there, I mean, I've, since I kind of liberated the first island, I got a lot of uh, the skill points, so I've unlocked all the stances with all the moves. Uh, so I have everything that can com- combat the whole uh, rock, paper, scissors, or... I've heard that lock. about that game, is you unlock everything really quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's, it keeps it interesting instead of it taking a long-ass time for you where you can just kind of lose yourself on combat. Because right. com- playing it on medium is hard, man. I can tell you that much until you start unlocking shit, until you start getting stances to It do... was hard for me. I got game yeah. over like five times in that first two you- hours or so. You have to start unlocking stances. That's what I figured out. It's like because every move has like you have certain stances for shields, uh, for spear people, for swords, and for brutes. And after yeah. you lock the stances, it's it's way easier because you just switch mm-hmm. them on the fly. And battles are much more manageable. It's just like, getting that whole over that whole hurdle that first couple gotcha. of hours to get skill points. The first thing you do, I would recommend, is start uh, lock at least one form of the stance for each one. That's the first thing. There's nothing you can do on the brute ones because the brute ones, like I think the last two stances, you have to observe a Mongol leader or kill a Mongol leader to learn those stances. Uh, there's nothing you can do on those. But unlocking the stances and the sequential moves under those made it a lot easier. So I don't have a lot of my ghost abilities because I spent everything on my samurai ability. So I don't really use my ghost abilities because I just I usually just go on like Brandt does and just do standouts and just take out like eight people in that way and then i'm like half the, the fucking village is dead already so after that it's cleaned up mop up so <laughs> but uh, yeah outside of that i'm just going through and i'm just going through the separate character stories right now and continuing with the story so i'm maybe like 20 hours like i said 20 hours in i'm probably about halfway done with the game uh that know that first island is really huge it's 24 points of uh uh settlements you gotta liberate uh it gets smaller as you go through i think 17 in the next island like 12 in the next one so i i guess based off what i'm playing they kind of push away from the game mechanics where it doesn't give you as many skill points and they push you more towards the story. Because on the second island, you don't have as many settlements you have to free, which gives you skill points. You have more story bits because you meet more characters and you have the more of their uh, character bit stories. And then it moves more towards the story and pushes you that way because it figures by that time you have everything you need to progress in the game. So and I'm sure it's going to be a grind for me at this point to get the rest of my skill points because it's slowly going up now. But outside of that, uh, yeah, I'll... I'll, I'll Probably, if I'm lucky, finish it this weekend. Maybe cool. kind of sort of. I don't know. We'll see. Because uh, uh, I'm trying to get it done before Death, <clears throat> Death, uh, Death End Request 2 comes out next Tuesday. So that's my goal. Because after that, I'm going to be all up on that shit. So Nice. That was Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, I'll go next because I'll do my one game and then segue with Brant. Uh, I, I got in my... Brant, Brant, you played Ghost of Tsushima 2 this weekend, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, do you want to segue into that then? Oh, it doesn't matter. You can go. You can go on ahead. I got my segue uh, with both of you. I got my twelve hours of Halo in this weekend, uh, Friday and Saturday night. Uh, We did mix it up a little bit, still online multiplayer mostly. But our friend of the show, Russell, and I tried out one of the playlists. There's like playlists in Master Chief Collection. You can either do like all the story missions all together, or you can do all the tank levels, or all the ones where you flew something, or all the ones with the flood. So. There's these playlists you can boot up, and after we had talked about the uh, the Warthog run <laughs> last week, mm-hmm. and Cesar saying he's never beat Halo One, I still uh, beat Halo One. <laughs> he still hasn't beat Halo One. 
There's a one, uh, one day I will go and beat Halo One. One day. <laughs> there's a playlist that lets you beat all the Halo games, and it's it's the end. It's the ending of one, two, three, and four. So it those levels are way longer than I remember. Like I thought it was just getting the Warhog and go, but there's a whole buildup on the Halo One. You got to turn those. You got to shut these valves off that are above you, and the Sentinels are all firing at you. It's a bunch of bullshit. And dodge so friendly I, fire grenades. <clears throat> uh, I don't know anything about those. Uh, the grenade blew up in Elite. You were just too close to the Elite. <laughs> no, it might have been a friendly fire grenade. It I wish we could have recorded that. There was no fucking Elite near me, so everything was dead. It was just me running into a fucking uh, the end of the game. A hailstorm. So we beat, uh, Russell and I beat Halo 1, we beat Halo 2, and then, mind you, this is just the last level of each one. Halo 2 actually has a legit boss fight at the end. It's not, you know, get out of this thing that's crashing and burning, and that was that was a lot of fun. We played the the anniversary yeah, version of it. But didn't Halo 4 have a legit boss fight, too? That was not that hard? It did. We haven't done that one yet. You and I beat that, what, last that year? Was the year of Halo? That was disappointing, yeah. It was a letdown, because he got, like, he got stuck on a track or something, or was just laying there, and you just shoot him at... That was I, remember you, I remember you questioning we should have played on a harder difficulty after that. You're like, was this yeah. too easy? Yeah, what did we do wrong? Like, this doesn't seem like a Halo boss. But we beat Halo 2, saw that ending, and we beat Halo 3. That is a much better Warthog run. Uh, <laughs> I know when me, Russell, and Cesar were playing at three players, we had some crazy, we had some crazy times with it. Uh, Russell and I were, were laughing real hard at one point. Like, the plates will just fall out from underneath you. And I went over this jump, and the plate just ducked out. And I was like, okay, I, how was I supposed to know? <laughs> like, it's right there, the jump. You're supposed to just go. So I, mean, I, yeah, I, I remember that second one, because that was the one, like the like you said, that those plates are all falling down in the lava. Yeah. And it's like, it's, when the more people you play with in that version of the game, it's so easy to restart, because, like, somebody's always falling so off. so many yeah. times. It's always so, somebody falling off, unless you're all yep. in the same Warhog. That's the only way. Yep. And we were taking two Warhogs when we were all playing it three-player. I, I think I was on a Banshee or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, so it was uh that was a lot of fun. Uh, we didn't beat Halo Four. We started it. Halo Four starts off with the Star Fox ship thing too, where you have to like speed up and slow down going through all those different like Death Star trench thing. Halo Four is a whole other animal. I don't like that aesthetic or anything, but that's well documented. I don't have to rail on it. It's still a good game. It's just not. Come on, your fucking DBs. Yes, it's the DBs of Halo. <laughs> uh, then multiplayer was there anything crazy about multiplayer? We just zany matches. Um, the current playlist I think is like it's called Mongoose Rockets or something. So I think there's gonna be a lot of like racing around rings and stuff like that. I, I posted a video at one point, Brand. I don't think you follow me on Twitter, but I found some playthrough some some guy did with a custom game, and it was this Mongoose Rocket thing. So I'm excited to try that one out. That's like the featured playlist. And then uh, Brant and I, was it Tuesday night? It was Monday night. Monday. It was Monday night. Monday night, we streamed some uh, Donkey Kong Country on Nintendo Switch Online here on Twitch and YouTube Live. We had a pretty good turnout. We had a lot of uh, uh, comments, people watching us. Uh, I think seven was our peak, so that wasn't too bad. Mm -hmm. Uh, We figured out how to hook the Switch up. Uh, Cesar, he ran the game. I just joined his session and we had audio from my capture and he just played locally there and it was it was pretty flawless until we got to minecart carnage. Jesus. <laughs> I watched the replay and oh, no, we no, spent no, no. we spent 35 minutes on that one level Cesar. Ugh. It was uh, brutal for us. We we went in with what 22 lives and we left it with yeah. two <laughs> left it with two lives. And that's getting that red balloon like on that second part. I probably got it half the time. But we 
it's constant deaths, man. It's 35 minutes of deaths on Minecart Carnage. But we played through, we got through the second world, I think, and now we're on Vulture Culture. And, and uh, we just passed. Vulture. We just passed Vulture Culture. So we're making pretty steady progress on Donkey Kong Country. Game still holds up. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. How many hours we put in there? What did we stream for? Uh, it was like an hour and 40-something minutes. Yeah. yeah, it was almost two hours. So we were plugging away. But, uh, Brant, what did you think of co-op Donkey Kong Country? It's the first time you've played two-player. Yeah, that was the first time I'd, I'd ever, ever uh, done the... <laughs> I was surprised, too. I was surprised, <laughs> done, too. Done the co-op with it yeah. and also um, done the, the online co-op with the Switch Online. I don't think either of us had, had really messed with, with online Switch co-op mm-hmm. uh, for the SNES uh, games like that. Talked about doing Super Tennis back in the day. So that's our favorite tennis simulator. Fuck that game, man. <laughs> I'd rather play adults only tennis. Had <laughs> <laughs> to work in adults only tennis. Fucking I love adults only tennis. <laughs> but no, we had we had a great time. I mean, uh, like you said, there we we didn't really have any issues uh, ever. Um, and yeah, yeah aside from so no, and I mean, aside from minecart carnage. Just absolutely kicking our ass. Shoot us up and spat uh, us back out. Golly, that we was had, a nightmare. It was, but we we had fun and we powered through it. It was a good time. I'm excited yeah. to keep going with it. We gotta find out what days we're missing. You yeah. remember the Twitch me. affiliation? Usually at um, my patience level on certain levels like that is not there anymore. So, oh, uh, both of us were getting frustrated. We and, were close. I, mean, I, I kept. Like, Brown was like, you want to call it and step away? <laughs> yeah, I asked Richard a couple times. I was like, so what are we doing? Are we, are we like, when we get to five lives, are we just saying we're done? Or, like, are we going until we get a game over? Like, like some things I can't let go, this? man. And I don't like difficult games, but I know, like, something I've beat like that or something I have been good at before. It's like, no, we're, we're going we're gonna to see this through. And we had people watching and commenting with us. So mm-hmm. it's definitely something I wanted to see through. Yeah, y'all should have played some fucking Battletoads. <laughs> Battletoads isn't on that NES one, is it? No, it we needs have to, to be, be. We have to be localish. No, nah, we'll play that. Uh, we'll we'll all go in blind on that Battletoads Xbox version, and that'll be a wonderful stream. I think that'll be a oh, lot yeah. of fun, especially a new release like that. Um, yeah, because it's, it's out now, isn't it? I saw. Then I see a tweet saying it was available now to play. Is it, is it out now? now? Yeah, it's supposed Shit. to be tomorrow, but I think I got a tweet saying that yeah, you can oh. play it now. Somebody tweeted it out there. It's like, it's up and now. I missed it if it did. Cool. We could, we could be playing out. it right now. Yeah. We could be streaming Battletoads and doing the podcast at the same time. I'll yep. just capture that other video source. Battletoads Royale. <laughs> Battletoads Royale. <laughs> oh, we have a winner. Well done, Cesar. Um, uh, aside from playing with you, I mean, I got... Um, I. I did Halo uh, again? Um, You're Halo playing Combat. the campaigns, right? Yeah, yeah, me and my son were doing the campaigns. We we did the whole uh, level of uh, Silent Cartographer. Mm-hmm. Oh, that level! I love that level. Anytime I, I anytime I think of Halo, that is what I think of. That's it. As my quintessential Halo level. It's blue. Did, uh, did you convert your son? Oh yeah. Is he, is he no longer a heathen? <laughs> <laughs> uh and the only thing was i like i don't think he 
I don't think there were two rocket launchers. We looked, and I, I was, I picked up the rocket launcher, and he got it um, at one point um, when I had fired it too close. <laughs> um, I'm already laughing. Oh, you going, yeah, I'm already laughing. Racking up. Damn, damn, turn a corner, and there was a elite right there, and I'm just like ah, and just mm. shot it, and just see my character flying through the air, flailing. That's, that's how I would fire a rocket launcher in real life. I'd be like, oh god, and then end up <laughs> friendly firing myself. Um, but yeah, we got we got through that level. Hopefully, we can continue playing on through that because we're he's he's enjoying it. Because uh, I like I said uh, last podcast, he got. He didn't get that far before, before he just kind of like kind of gave up on it. Okay. Um, but now Are I y'all think playing co-op then. No, it, I was just it was it was just him. Yeah. Um, but I think now w- with us both together and just kind of playing off each other, he's he's really enjoying that. So I'm gonna throw this out there. Halo has always been co-op campaign for me or multiplayer. I have zero interest in playing any of those by myself. It's just it's like it, it's tied into it. So I totally get where he lost interest even on his first go around because I just I have no interest. I'd rather play through all those with a with a friend. It always makes it better. And for me, I mean, I had only ever experienced Halo multiplayer with other people because I never had an Xbox. We you know played on the PCs at school, mm-hmm. um, and then eventually I got a 360, the arcaded uh, arcade edition. Uh, Xbox oh, 360, 256 meg one. Yeah, yeah. It had the little memory card uh, that came with it, Ooh. and uh, the last time we got a memory that doesn't card. let you play backwards compatible games, does it? No, you have well, to have right. an official hard drive. Yeah, because yeah, that's when they put drive. that bullshit limit, right? What was it like? What was that limit for the arcade games? I can't remember what it was. Yeah, it had I, to fit in that small ass download, and then yeah. like Braid, Braid or something like that broke it, or Shadow Complex. I eventually did get a get a hard drive for it, and then eventually the HDMI uh, crapped out. Oh on yeah, it. Mm. yeah, because I remember that's when some of the models and yeah, that's when they had two separate uh, plugs: one for HDMI, one for compo- uh, component. Yeah, yep. yep. And I wound that up big, just getting that the big Black Elite proprietary thing. Fuck mm-hmm. that generation of consoles, man. Jesus. Um. <laughs> there but, were some weird there were some weird growing pains for sure oh, with yeah. AT and everything and hard drives and. But it's confusing how Xbox had a hard drive built into every Xbox, but they didn't want to do it with the 360, and then you had that you had that split user base. But Halo 3 was my first game for that 360, and I I, I played it um, by myself, um, and then eventually more people started you know becoming friends with more people. Played a little bit of online uh, mm-hmm. Halo 3 with people, but then. Most of my friends were like, "Oh well, you've got to get Call of Duty. Oh, you got to, you know, you got to get this game. You this game." So, got away from that. Um, but yeah, what were you like? Ten years old when that came out? Like five? <laughs> no, I was in high school. I was. Uh, I got to put down Prince of Persia: Sands of Time for Game Boy Advance. I think at that time I was, gosh, at least in tenth grade when I got that. Um, but yeah, that was. That was good and, times. And I was at our employer. <laughs> when Halo 3 came out. Yeah, we we're working full-time jobs by then. Brant's like, yeah, they're not even out of high school. I'm sorry, Brant, continue. Young pup. Yeah, don't uh, let my don't let my jealousy uh seed and take <laughs> over. Um 
let's see. Other than those, uh, today I actually did get back to uh, Final Fantasy VII. Nice. Um, the content I paid for. Let's go. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't play much. I did go into Cosmo Canyon. Um, and, Best soundtrack you know, ever. Best song ever. Music, I know. Music, man. The music, the story in there, it's bliss. Yep. Where we Nanaki. find out Red 13 is, uh, his name is Nanaki, and Nanaki. the whole lore with uh, this town that he's from in Cosmo Canyon, and, you know, he, how Sounds he like loves a drink. <laughs> It does. It does. <laughs> I'll take Cosmo one of those Canyon Cosmo does. Canyons. Yeah. Cosmo Canyon on the rocks. Um, but, you know, the, the way he, you know, talks about how he loves his mother and his, his father was a coward. And then you go through. Um, oh, man, he talk, hated his dad. You talk to. Um, what was his name? Gosh. Old Man Withers. The Bugenhagen. Bugenhagen, his dad. Bugenhagen, his, his, his grandfather. His human grandfather, that's right. Human his dad is not human. Um, old man Smithers. I can't remember what I call him. I don't remember. I don't call him Bugenhagen. <laughs> uh, and he tells you um, about the planet and the spirit energy and, you know, everything dies and eventually the planet will die. But yes, what Shinra and Sephiroth are doing, you know, siphoning mm-hmm. the, the Mako um is is killing the planet faster and all of this um and then you go into the um what is it the the caves or the the ruins or or whatever they were the cave of uh, wonders I'm trying to remember and trying to see if I I wrote it down here um the some the it's like the the cave of of gee or something or g um, I just remember through. the bullshit battles in there, and that's all it was. Like, you take the the fake uh, pathways, and you just fight these battles. I'm like, oh my god! All I'm those like, branching pathways and and the encounters seem to be like all the time down there. There's status buffs or something down there, right? Don't they turn you into stone nonstop or uh, poison or something weird? I, re- I yeah. faintly remember poison or something like that. It's some it, it, bullshit. Spiders or something like that. I think this is spiders. It was like these weird snake-looking things, and they hit you, and it was, it was like slow, um, slowed you down, and slow. Like, and yeah, I feel bad for you, Brent, because I know you're trying to get everything, and that area is like you have to go out your way to get all fucking material, and it's like it's yeah. bullshit. You're hitting like spider webs and getting battles constantly. I'm like, I remember uh, I, that was the point of the game where it's like, yeah, I don't need all the fucking material. And that's that's I think where <laughs> I'm I'm getting to this point. I'm just like, man, I'm just gonna start playing the game now. I you know, I don't think I'm gonna try to collect everything because I did get a good bit of stuff, but I was like, man, this is this bullshit. Um, trying to collect all this stuff here and there. The problem, Brent, is we're in the old, we're in the golden age of gaming. We do, I don't I don't have time anymore to sit there and yeah and fucking spend a whole six months on one thing. I. So much it. you can get access to now. Yeah, it's it's not happening. I mean, I, that's like Richard said. I've access to like almost every game ever made, and I'm still bitching about the games I can't get. So, where's but, my Donald? Uh, that's a different conversation. <laughs> <laughs> where's my Donald Crisis? But then you go in and find one of the uh, one of the G or G that you know had a, had attacked several years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, is still there and still alive and you do that giant battle 
uh, with this big thing that looks, it almost looks like this big, like heavy armored, like ghost samurai or something. And he's got these two giant flames with him, but that, that fight isn't, isn't actually very hard. Um, but then once you get past that, you, you find about the, uh, the, the warrior, um, that you keep hearing about as you're going through this cave, um, uh, this legendary warrior that that fought off the the gi or the g whatever they whatever they call him um that you know sacrificed his life to to save and protect uh cosmo canyon and yep. it winds up being the the legendary warrior uh, fucking Seto. drink man i can't hear nothing but alcohol and drink now i ruined <laughs> it for myself <laughs> which turns out to be nanaki's uh father who he always thought was this coward who ran away, but really he was always the, ashamed of him. Yeah, wound up being this this legendary warrior that protected the town, yep. and still is there today because he's like turned to stone, and he's just on the on this giant rock overlooking the this gorge, and he's he's just there turned to stone. And appreciate the YMCA. I'm glad our viewers can see that. There yeah, we go. Uh, but yeah, that that's that little bit of story is is really great, and I enjoyed. Like you said, the the music was great. Um, all the trying to get all the collectibles was bullshit. But uh, <laughs> um, other Fuck than that, that I'm, cave. Fuck that I'm, cave. I'm still gonna have to go go through there and and um, uh, finish up. I got what's the next? I think the next area is um, is it Nibelheim? Is it? It is Nibelheim. Yeah, is is it where I'm going right. next? Because um, the You've buggy got there fixed a couple times. Yeah, but I think I have to go back. Because this is when you get that's when you get Cloud and Tiba's backstory, right? That's the next part after you get uh Barrett's and mm-hmm. and Red Thirteens. I think that's it. Should be. Should be. Because then after that, then you get the rest of the characters. And then the, the uh, squad. The game that I played. Uh, probably the most this week again was Ghost of uh, Tsushima, um, and I am still on the first island. Unlike Cesar, I I actually I just I keep getting so caught up in this game. Like every time there's like a random little thing that pops up because it'll say undiscovered location. It's just a little question mark that pops up here or there. I'm like, ooh, I gotta go see what that is, and I'll go out of my way to find out what that is. And then half the time on my way there, I'll see <laughs> like another little village or something. Else. I'm like, oh, I see something in the trees there. And I'll start, start walk, walking. And then it's like, you know, you found um, uh, this stronghold and it's, you know, Mongol territory. And I'm like, well, I got to take these fuckers out. Um, and I'll, you know, go through, depending on what I want to do, just go up and stand off and, and just go in. Go sword, sword blazing. Or, yeah, go and, and find, you know, just kind of sneak around, find the gap in the fence, sneak mm-hmm. in, take everybody out. Um, and I'm just, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun. I did do a little bit more of the story. Um, I finally saved Yuna's brother, Taka. And... Um, almost sounds like characters from Final Fantasy X were almost there. Yeah, I thought that's what we were talking about. Yeah, Yuna and Taka, I'm like, what, Waka? What? What? I think that's why I keep getting. That's why oh, I think yeah, I that. Walker. Yeah, because that's why I keep feeling like I want to play Final Fantasy X every time I play that game. It's like, damn, I want to play some Final Fantasy X, and I think it's because those names are so damn similar. I'm like, fuck, Yuna. Yuna. Mm-hmm. 
But um, I did the next part of the story with them too, where you have to like go and uh, uh, fight and retake the the town that they um, that there was their their hometown, and then he the starts for, up the his, one with the forge, right? Yeah, yeah he starts up his forge. Weapons. Yeah, mm-hmm. and. Then from there, I got distracted again, and I've just been going all over the the island. I think, re, just retaking things here and there, and I think the next time, I, my goal next time I I start the game is to not get so distracted and just go to those main story points, go to those gold points on the map, and just start knocking out the story. Um, because like you said, it's, a, it's really easy to unlock everything. Um, and from where I am, you know, I'm not very far in the story. Um, and I've already unlocked all four of the stances. Oh my uh, gosh. I've already, I mean, I've got a good mix of like, uh, just the basic combat. I've got, um, I'm missing one ghost weapon and I've upgraded, I think I've upgraded all of them maybe at least once. I've upgraded my capacity for um, all the the little things you get, arrows and kunai and um, black powder bombs and all that stuff. And um, the biggest thing is, is like what Cesar was saying, you have to observe and or kill um, all the leaders. Yes, the Mongol leaders always do both. Yeah, Always Richard, heads up. Don't just run in there and kill him. You have to observe him and then kill him. You get you get double the points. You get both. You uh, get two points. I've done that. one and I killed the dude. So yeah, you got to watch. That's right? how I did. Okay. And then once once I saw the thing that I went into a, a stronghold and it said observe. Not it didn't just say kill. It said observe. Gotcha. I observed him and then I killed him. Oh, I got I got two. It's like oh well, that's what I'll do from now on. Nice. So. That's a big help. That's a big big help. I definitely don't want to tell you how to play the game, Brent, but I do recommend, and what I've learned is if you go through and continue the story, there's something that happens to the outpost where they add another story bit Mm -hmm. to finish out the last bit of this outpost in there because you can't can't complete them all until you get past the first act. I would recommend getting past the first act because once you do the outpost and you do every outpost, then it opens up the rest of the map. So what... It unhides everything and then put the question marks everywhere on the map and you can get and fill in the gaps after that. Gotcha. It made it way easier and I was like, fuck, I'd sat there and just <laughs> and just wandered around forever. I could have saved myself like five hours, but it yeah. is what it is. I mean, you play it the way you want to play. I'm just saying if you don't want to go through all that, then that's one way of doing it. If you enjoy the whole exploration aspect, then keep oh, going. I love I love exploring. I love doing these little um, side stories and, and finding you know, so and so's armor, finding so and so's legendary bow, and all this and that. Um, and I know you said you had the like one of the first things you upgraded where was the one where you could find the hot springs. I, I hadn't even I haven't upgraded any of those because I'm always finding just just exploring the world. I'll happen upon a hot spring, or I'll find one of the fox dens, or I'm walking, and then all of a sudden I see that that dumb bird flying over my head. I'm like, okay, I'm going to follow this. And it, you the, know, goes the golden and, bird of Tsushima. Uh, yeah. That yeah. Their, their island bird or whatever it is that yeah. leads you to something. Sometimes it that always fucker just leads lead, you to something. That fucker leads me to like another story, bit. I'm like, fuck you bird. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I was like, I was going to find that anyways. It's already in a fucking map. I was like, yeah. why do you leave me this? 
I'm but, watching it, I'm following it, and then it just like glitches into a house, and then it's back, and then it's right there at the story bit. I'm like, what, what, no, no. what was the point of that? Why were no you here? Piss me off the fireflies, where it just it keeps fucking vibrating, the firefly mm. parts, and then it's like, where do you want me to go? I'm just running around in every house trying to find the fucking Mongol record, or wherever it is it's trying to point me to. Yeah. It doesn't really tell me shit, other than the vibration increases as the closer you get to it. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, and if you if you're using the uh, the traveler outfit too, it vi- that vibrates along with it's. So I I don't even use that anymore because it's it's too much. Like you're saying, it's just it, it nonstop vibrating, just different intensities. That works. But, Sounds like uh, Breath of the Wild, Witcher, Skyrim, one of those where you're just wandering around and you, you discover stuff and kind of the story tells itself that way. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a very much a game of this generation where a lot of uh, every game has taken that kind yeah. of open world aesthetic and just roll with it. So yeah, it's something that was started with, uh, you know, uh, Oblivion and Skyrim and kind of perfected this mm-hmm. generation and everybody's roll with it. So Assassin's Creed, Far Cry. Red Dead Redemption, mm-hmm. Dose. But yeah, that's that's my games played. That's your games played. That's, that's it, how I realized man. we we skipped over your Metroid uh, lead producer story. You want to yep. do that before we wrap up? No, really. I mean, all they said is they're looking for a lead producer for uh, Metroid <laughs> Four. So once they uh, get their lead producer, they can uh, continue the development that's already uh, going along. And that's Did all they, it was. Uh, I know Sony's caught flag for this. Did they announce that too early? You think? Or does uh, it really oh, yeah. matter since we haven't seen anything? It was just a hey, we're working on this. We know it's way too early because you, you saw what they um, they changed development studios and went back to retro room. Originally was yeah. Nico, so <laughs> I think it just didn't pan out the way that I was going to pan out. So I think if I think they announced it way too soon. I think if at some point, if you, unless they were pretty far along in Amco and they scrapped scrapped it, I mean, who knows? We'll we'll never know unless somebody reports it. So. This is one of those things where I do want to see what that game looked like, you know? What was this beforehand? It sounds like, if they announced it, it sounds like they had something concrete far enough mm-hmm. along. Mm-hmm. But I guess, uh, you know, that producer that Metroid series looked at it and was like, yeah, this, uh, this is not where I wanted to go, you know? And then Not putting my name on this one. So, I mean, I, I'm sure it's going to, it's, it's probably going to be, I got a good feeling that Metroid 4, uh, Prime 4 is going to be one of those final swang songs for the switch it might even be whatever the next console it might be one of those weird ones that's coming out both so right i think that's how much longer it's going to be so all right guys i think that'll wrap us up at a decent time we were over two hours last time i couldn't believe it when i posted it. i was like wait what yeah two hours it was crazy uh you can find us on twitch and youtube leave us um a review on both follow us subscribe i guess i guess that's our <laughs> thing now Unsubscribe, uh, refollow us. Don't mute. <laughs> don't block. Some, sometimes mute. Block and unblock. Uh, Maybe that counts. I don't know. I don't know this uh, social media stuff. I'm just assuming. Yeah, social media erred early today, so I had to. Uh, I just deleted it. I got to get better at the social mediaing. As SSR puts it, there's a reason people have dedicated social social media managers. Yeah, you always. It's mm-hmm. tough, man. You can't knock it. Nobody's. You can't get mad at anybody. That shit is just. It's just rough trying to find your uh, niche on that one. But it's like a. It's like you said. I mean, that's why they have people for that because you're locking. Yeah. You're walking like a thin line. You got to be careful. 
especially when you're crossing different brands. You, somebody's like, why is this person doing this? And I don't even know who it is. I don't even want right. to support their brand. I don't you want know? to be tied up into your, you yeah. know, I don't know what you stand for. Uh, I feel the same way about our brand, so I get it totally. Yeah. Um, you can listen to the podcast on any RSS feeds. You're probably already listening to it. But uh, if you're watching on YouTube, because this will go up on YouTube or I guess Twitch does playback stuff. Uh, definitely follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play. We're on Stitcher. All oh, those, yeah. all those we don't do anymore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, hopefully like get that pl- get that platinum status on the YouTube. So let's go, let's go. We're headed, we're headed for it. I got a spot for it on the wall back there. Yeah. yeah we then we can uh, see it on Brant's wall, and then we can see the blurred outline shape on Cesar's wall the next week, and we'll just rotate it. And then uh, the I'll, I'll, I'll look closely, and it's just going to be on that guy's cross from that baseball game. So. Hey, you see that it boots up every time as Nomar Garcia-Para every time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My face is right there, right there in his crotch as he's trying to turn a double play or whatever it is. Um, we need to look and see what days we need to stream to knock out that affiliation. That would be pretty cool. Uh, it was a lot of fun playing Donkey Kong Country. It worked flawlessly. So hope to get back to doing some more of that. Uh, anything else you guys want to add? We'll get out of here. I'm good. Nothing for me. Uh... Watch more anime. I'm almost done with my Kill a Kill. Fifteenth, uh, fifteenth uh, rewatch of Kill a Kill. It's probably one of my favorite anime series of all time. That's a lot. All right. Uh, thank you guys for joining us this week, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Adios. See you.